1: I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi, Kurt. Scotty, uh, you got one for me? I'm going to start it off. I I started them off a little bit uh, less frequently than you do, but I got one that I think you're going to like. I'm excited. Two penguins. <laughs> Two penguins apprehended after sneaking back into sushi shop that they were already kicked out of.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bananas.
1: If I said- Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, your one-stop shop for strange news and friendship.
0: I agree. I think it's, uh, it's a place where you come when you want to hear headlines that you don't see on boring, normal websites, uh, boring, normal podcasts, and then 16 years of friendship just pouring itself through a Zoom recording <laughs> directly into your ears. Scotty, where are you? I'm in Amarillo, Texas. I'm heading back towards Los Angeles. I'm in a really funny Airbnb that is well-decorated and very nice, but they don't have ice. (laughs) They don't have ice trays. They have a refrigerator and a freezer. So the first night, I put water into Red Solo cups and just froze them halfway and had halfway (laughs) cups of ice. That's smart. and then I discovered something. You might know this. I didn't know this. You can go to almost any fast food chain and order a bag of ice. What? No, I didn't Did know, you know this. Did
1: you know that? No, I had no idea. I didn't idea. know it
0: either. I drove. Uh, I went to a, um, a Sonic because they have that crushed pebble ice. Uh, chewy ice, as they say in the South. And yeah. I said, hi, can I buy two extra large cups of just ice, please? And they go, do you want a bag? We sell bags of ice. And I said, yeah. And so I told my friend Avery, and she was like, yeah, you can buy bags of ice from fast food restaurants.
1: Wow. I love that. I had no idea. I'm always... I mean, I used to always need bags of ice. I no longer need bags of
0: ice because I haven't had a party in in over a year. But (laughs) that's that's good to know. So, I'm currently uh, sipping a, a daytime cocktail with uh, Sonic Crushed Pebble Ice. So, thank you very much, Sonic. Thank you, Sonic. All right, give me, give, me, give me what this story is all about. Okay, so there were these two penguins. Two penguins apprehended after sneaking back into a sushi shop that they were already kicked out of. This was <laughs> written by Kaylee Rizzo. Kaylee, nobody's better than Kaylee Rizzo uh, oh, for are you travel me? and on, leisure. Yeah. Best in the biz. Uh, And it was sent in a long time ago. This one was sent in over the summer. It got lost in the shuffle by Paul Anthony, a.k.a. I am that PMA on Instagram. Thank you, Paul Anthony. Two penguins in New Zealand defied police on Monday by returning to a sushi shop in Wellington not a few days after they were escorted from the premises. (laughs) The pair of blue (laughs) penguins were called, quote, waddling vagrants, by local police after they were (laughs) twice removed from the same sushi store. But instead of trying to get some fresh tuna rolls, officials believe the penguins were more likely nesting underneath the shop. A staffer first noticed something. I know. It's so cute. It's like... I mean, like, all of
1: a sudden, like, that's the problems in New Zealand. Like, they have no COVID, but they have rampant penguin abuse. Like, that's amazing. Like, penguins are coming and using your home when you don't want them to.
0: (laughs) That's right. And uh, what a delightful thing to have invade your space anyways. So... A restaurant staffer first noticed something was amiss after hearing a cooing and humming sound from near <laughs> the warm grills beneath the mobile food truck. Constable Zoo uh, responded, and after sensing something fishy, good writing, Kaylee. After sensing something fishy, uh, she established that the penguins were officially nesting underneath the food truck near the station. Uh, the Department of Conservation and the Wellington Zoo showed up to safely remove the penguins and relocate them back to the beach. But these uh, basically were camping out, and then they would sneak in and try to eat raw fish. Motorists in the area have been asked to keep an eye out for the penguins in case they try to cross the road for the sushi store a third time.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I want to go to New Zealand. Oh, my Me God. Too. This is also, I mean... So they weren't eating the sushi. It just was a kowinky dink that it was a raw fish place, which I'm assuming raw fish is a
0: penguin delicacy. I think that they were attracted to the smell of um, of this cut sushi. I also, knowing how most people operate, I'm sure somebody in that place tossed those penguins some fish. Wouldn't you toss a, oh a couple God. extra slices of of salmon to a penguin?
1: If it was anywhere other than New Zealand, if there was two penguins in the store, it would be the reason you
0: go to that place. Absolutely. It's a great idea. If it wasn't cruel to animals, like if they voluntarily just want to live there and nest there, I think this is a missed marketing opportunity. I would go – I would rename it Penguin Sushi, and I would be like, waddle in, and you get 10% (laughs) off. (laughs) All of the waiters
1: waiters wear uh, tuxedos. Great. uh, And then – The penguins are never touched. They can just come and go as they please. You're encouraged to feed them.
0: I mean, I think that's a great idea. This is a good idea, by the way. If any restaurateurs need (laughs) very, very small investors, Kurt and I are ready to open Penguin Sushi.
1: Yeah, I also have another bar idea I wanted to pitch to you. Uh, It's called It's called Vax. It's a, a, a shots only bar. All Ooh. the bartenders are dressed as nurses. All the shots Ooh. come in syringes. There Ouch. you go. i And in. they only
0: play the cure. All right? Oh, my gosh. This is so well thought out. Good for you. <laughs> I would love this place. I'd be like, doctor's orders. And then I'd just wake up under a pile of empty syringes. Um, uh, all right. I got,
1: a, I got a good one here for you. You ready?
0: I would love a story from you.
1: Uh, this was sent in by Courtney Jones. Thank you, Courtney Jones. Love this Courtney the, Jones. This is The Uncanny Case of the Jim Twins. Two okay. strained twins who led identical lives.
0: Oh, I don't uh, know this, this one. This is.
1: Oh, it is fascinating. Uh, so, this is weirdly. Uh, this is the first time we've had anything in Ripley's, believe it or not. Wow. Um, you would think. Being I believe Being Strange it. News podcast, we would be constantly on <laughs> yeah. uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, but we're not. Right. And this no is by uh, Chris Littlechild, the smallest mm-hmm. of the childs.
0: Yes, not uh, very big at all. Big heart, The though. Jim
1: Twins of Ohio were reunited at age 39 after being separated at birth. When they got to talking, they found out that they had lived identical lives. Wow. All right, here it is. These guys are... I'm going to skip ahead. They're born okay. in 1940. Mm-hmm. Uh, at only three weeks old, their adoptive parents, they had, they were adopted. They were raised 40 miles apart from each other. Uh, yes. Both of their parents, both of their adoptive parents named them James. Yes. Both of them went by Jim. That's uh, so strange. They both had a dog, a childhood dog named Toy. Okay. Uh, as school children, both had proclivity for math and woodworking, but no great shakes at spelling. Uh, Right. Here it is. Both Jim's married twice. The first time, they both married women named Linda. When this didn't work out, they divorced, and they met and went on to marry women named Betty. What? Both Jim Lewis and Jim Springer had a son, and I'm sure you saw this coming. Both gave their
0: boy the same name, James Allen. Uh, Well... Uh, My mind is honestly blown. This isn't like hamming it up for podcast blown. That is so insane. Oh, and it doesn't stop there.
1: Well, good. Both gyms were heavy smokers. Both drove the exact same car, and both had similar jobs in security. Jim Lewis was a security guard while Jim Springer was a deputy sheriff. They even took vacations at the same Florida beach. Neither man knew any of these impossible facts about their brother until Lewis, age thirty-seven, decided to try and get in contact with his twin in nineteen seventy-seven. He succeeded in finding contact de- details through an wow. Ohio courthouse. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. so they and they've been part of all these like scientific studies about like nurture versus well, nature. But yeah, it, I mean, like, I guess so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is, I mean, to that's so insane. I. Oh, my God. Like, that to me... Well, yeah. Obviously, they were part of a scientific study. Coincidence does happen in life. But coincidence doesn't... Like, if they had both been named James, that's fine. Around the same time, names become very popular. Right. I'm sure, like, you know, people that mess my name up, Scott, they say Adam, Chris, or Steve. Those are the same exact names. Everybody born in the early 80s is named that (laughs) name. Um, Johnny Pemberton has that joke that Lauren, Rachel, Amanda, and Megan are all the exact same name. That's true. <laughs> so, so to be a guy named James, be called Jim, and to marry Linda, that doesn't... That's cool. That doesn't turn my head. That doesn't blow my skirt up. Every other thing right. you said is absolutely insane to me. The smoking one is whatever. That feels like it could be genetic in a way, too. But... Right. Wow! And that crazy? Did they kiss? <laughs> Did I mean, they make the them fact kiss? That- <laughs> they should have made it's these like two i'm sorry but for the see. scientific
1: study <laughs> you guys got a kiss we got to get this on camera well this who knows going what's crazy. gonna happen you guys got a kiss <laughs> yeah it is so i mean like it it just keeps getting stranger and stranger and you know so like i have i found out it is always weird when you find out, like, you have a sibling. Like, because I found out that I had a secret
0: brother. And I don't... Have I, mean, I ever talked about this on the podcast? No, you didn't, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't think you yeah.
1: did. Um, so, my my mom, when she was in... Uh, when she was 16, she was very Catholic. Her parents... Her mom was really Catholic. Of course. And uh, she got pregnant, so they sent... Uh, but uh, before we even get to that point, like I never knew, I I was raised essentially as an only child. My dad, I have yeah, many right. brothers and sisters through my dad, but I was yes. raised as an only child with my mom. Steps. And sideways. then one night I'm with my brother, we're drunk and he's like, Hey, so dad told me you have a brother. And I was like, wow. no, that's not true. I'm like, was wow. dad drunk? He's like, yeah, dad was drunk. And so okay. then I'm just, like, thinking about it, but then it takes me literally maybe, like, a year to get up the courage to, like, ask my mom about it.
0: Yeah, that's a big deal. And so we're
1: at lunch. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to ask, um, especially yeah. if, if if it's never been brought up before. And we're at lunch, and I was like, hey, did 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 you have a kid before me? And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: and I was like, wait what? <laughs> oh Barbara. I was like, "Why
1: didn't you ever tell me that I have a brother?" And she's like, "Oh, well, I never told anybody. Um, it was this fucking Catholic thing where it was like she got pregnant, she was sent off to live with nuns in uh-huh. a maternity home, which was a thing that happened uh, before Roe versus Wade. Uh, yes. And she just lived there for six months and had the baby. And then the baby was pretty much like taken away from her and given up for adoption without really her consent. And it's just like and then when she came back, everybody pretended like it didn't happen. Everybody pretended like it didn't happen. And so then um so I was like, this is crazy. And I was like and I huh. and then my mom died, and I was like trying to find
0: Because then it was, like,
1: very difficult to find where, you know, I didn't know what this place was. Was it a convent? Was it a nun? Like, where was it? You know, did a ton of research. Um, And then I didn't even know, like, because, like, I, I called her... Her brother, her brother had no memory of her going away for six months. I called her best friend, her best friend in high school. She had no memory of her leaving and not being around for six months. Like everyone collectively just like blocked it out of their minds. It was fucking insane. It is crazy how often, and whenever I tell a story, people are always like, that happened to like my cousin or whatever. Like the amount of like secrets that were just kept in like. Like in the sixties, when it was like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just never talk about that. About who, yeah. the fact that, like, I'm not your mom.
0: So, have you given up your hunt for? Oh no! For no, this no, no, person? no.
1: I, I, kept, I kept hunting, kept hunting. It was a very long, it's a very long story. Um, but I will get around to the end, which is basically, I found him. Uh, I found like through this maternity home. I was like interacting with, I think, a nun. Who, you know, they, you know, people sued the Catholic Church so that these records could be made available. I'd, like, yeah. prove who I was and that my mom was dead and all this sort of stuff. And she was like, I found him. Um, why don't you write him a letter? I'm going to contact him, make sure it's okay he, that he wants to, like, be contacted by you. Yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, great. And so I, like, wrote all this this huge letter. Um And then it was like a week later and she's like, I am so sorry. This never happens. (laughs) Oh no. I searched for the obituary there. That's the first thing we always do. We search for an obituary. There was no obituary. And then uh, I found his, he has a house in his name. Uh, And so I'm, you know, I just assumed if he has a house in his name and there's been no obituary that he's alive and he died. He's, he died probably five years before I even found out he existed. Okay. Um, but, but then he never had an obituary. And he's, the house mm-hmm. is still in his name. Um, so I have no idea. Like, I, I got in touch with his widower, widow, widow. Um, and it was like, you know, it was just kind of an awkward email exchange. I don't know if she really wanted to be involved. But then I got in touch with my nieces okay. who were psyched to, like, know that they had oh, an uncle. Oh, that's awesome. That's and, awesome. And then last year before quar happened they flew out here and they stayed in california for like three days and we just like went and we hung out and they're fucking amazing they're both like in they're both college age they're both like 21 and 20 and they're awesome they're such wonderful kids um and now we're like buddies i mean they're my nieces but yeah like that's the nice thing that came out of it you know
0: what a happy. See, I think that's ideal. I I mean, yes, of course it would be to meet your half brother or whatever it would be very exciting, but also to connect with great young nieces who were excited and pumped. Fantastic. Yeah. I hope to meet them someday. That seems like a great situation. I'm oh yeah, and they are so you.
1: cool because they it, it is like there's a li- like I can see my mom a little bit in them. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And having the fact that my mom's gone it's it's very nice. It's just really really nice. So if you guys, if anybody out there is, I was so nervous about trying to find this person. Right. The nervousness keeps you from doing it for a really long time. I would heartily encourage you to go find wh- whoever is a secret, a secret relative of yours, because uh, it usually works out. Or we it doesn't. Did. Or it doesn't.
0: <laughs> or mean, it, it didn't burns really work and out, out here. No,
1: take a chance. But something else. Yeah, something else. Uh, you know.
0: It's chance. Take a chance, guys. Why not? I mean, I wrote an episode of Workaholics called Gramps to Mamps is Dead. Adam Devine's character was (laughs) called Adam DeMamp. Mamp. And the idea was that the grandfather, who was a complete loon, uh, dies. And he... um, Initially, it was supposed to be that Adam's dad uh, and Adam wanted to give the wild grandfather the greatest send-off in the history of... Of funerals, uh, and that his new younger wife w- uh, was just trying to have like a church service and bury him. And they were like, Demamps don't pray, we mosh, and like just went crazy. <laughs> so the reason we wrote that episode is because Woody Harrelson loves workaholics. And he reached out to Adam and was like, I'm a huge fan, it's Woody, I'd love to be on the show. So we were like, let's make Adam's dad Woody Harrelson. And oh, nice. so we write the whole entire episode. And we said... I wrote it. So, and then we send it to uh, Woody, and he's like, nah, not this one for me. I think he just wanted to do like a 420 episode or something. Uh So, we went out to Danny McBride, because we were like, Danny McBride isn't that much older than Adam, but similar vein, you could believe that they're related. And Danny was shooting. So, then we went to Jack Black. And Jack Black is the greatest sport. He was so great on set, and he's playing Adam's dad. And then on set, we're looking at it, and we're like... (laughs) Jack Black is only like 10 years older than Adam. so we were like, well, how would this work? Was he just did, did he have sex at 10 years old and <laughs> Adam? So we did a rewrite at the very end, uh, which was that Adam's character was so stupid that he believed his whole life that Jack Black's character was his dad, and at the funeral, um, when they release his ash, the grandfather's ashes from a pizza box being pulled uh, uh, with a parachute behind a truck. <laughs> Um, Jack Black's character goes "Uh, I'm your older brother I'm not your dad and Adam's character says something like what? well you were a really shitty father but god I've always wanted an older brother and then they just start (laughs) drinking together and I feel like you're getting the real life version of like you know what you didn't get that older brother but now you have nieces and nieces are so much more fun that's like a better situation (laughs) It really is. Uh, for a tragedy, it turned out pretty great. Absolutely. And there's a, that's a teachable moment. Want me to tease yeah. one into the next break? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, man says, sorry for installing 11 speed bumps on his street next to his home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bananas. Bananas. Bananas.
1: We are back ladies and gentlemen and may i remind you if you're listening and enjoying bananas go on over to apple Podcasts and give us a rate and review please uh, it really matters for some reason that we still don't
0: understand and we never will but please do will. it word of mouth is great we've been growing really i mean on all our instagram's been growing our followers have been growing Everything's been going great because you guys share so much. Keep the hashtag Bananas coming. We love those. Um, And I think this will be out in time, Kurt, but February 6th, we have the BananasLive.com, Bananas Bonanza. Kurt and I are going to do an episode of Bananas outside in beautiful Los Angeles, California, and we would love for you to be there with us.
1: Yeah. And go to our Instagram page. Send us some news. The Bananas Podcast. Uh, DM us there. We are responding to all of your DMs all of the time. N- night, morning, noon, night. You named it. Scotty. Yes. My get, thumbs Get hurt. into this. Tell me about
0: this. Sure. I have w- three little pieces of business before we get into it, Kurt. One is... Uh, all these are from the banana phone. Banana phone is still with mint mobile. I still answer it. I've talked to so many of you. It's up to like 20 calls a day. Now it's very insane. Happy birthday to Rosa in Utah. She was turning 30 and happy birthday, Rosa. Uh, she wasn't super pumped about it. I told her the thirties are the greatest decade of your life. Hands. Happy birthday, Rosa. Get ready to have a great decade. You're a great person. Emily Walker. A teacher in the UK who gave me a nice call and chatted, and I said, are all British men named Paul? And she said, I don't teach any Pauls, so Emily, I'm an idiot, but thank you for <laughs> calling. And then, Kurt, this one was a call I got from another uh, nice woman in the UK named Sam who does a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's over now, but it's called Breaking Wind, um, what she and her friend did was once, a, uh, once every week they watched Breaking Dawn part one of the Twilight movie soccer. yeah they'd watch it and then they talk about it. they watch it every week they watch it fifty two times that oh movie fifty two oh times and then discuss it. It's called Breaking Wind um, that is, sounds like something you and I would do, and I told Sam I would promote it, so if you are interested in a totally independent and funny Podcast Breaking Wind, where two nice British women watch <laughs> Breaking Dawn part one of the Twilight Saga 52 <laughs> times in one year. In completion. So, have you ever watched any
1: movie 52 times?
0: No, for sure, no. Um, yeah. I've seen Jaws a lot, I've seen the movie La Bamba a strange amount of times. Um, <laughs> And then when you're a little kid, like you have children, you know, like a little kid will watch Finding Nemo twice a day for a year. But no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Give me the story. I would love to give you the story about a very reasonable man who installed 11 speed bumps on the street (laughs) next to his home. (laughs) This was sent in by, I'm just going to go for this, uh, Sky Suit... Mm. Sky Sukayo S-K-Y-S-U-C-A-H-Y-O Kayo Sky Sukayo How about that? Sky Sukayo sent this in This is from The Straits Times It was on a bunch of other sites but The Straits Times was the winner A man <laughs> Who illegally Installed 11 asphalts <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, who illegally installed 11 asphalt speed bumps on the street next to his house in Kampung uh, on Monday has apologized for his actions. <laughs> Mohamed Roslam Haroun Haroon is 40 years old. He admitted his mistakes of building so many speed bumps <laughs> for a distance of less than 40 meters. <laughs> 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 Eleven speed bumps at forty meters. That's a that's a football field, right? Like a forty <laughs> meters is no, it's like fifty. No, it's half a football field. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So he's basically putting a speed bump every ten. Oh, this guy's the greatest. It's a hundred. Uh, it's about one
1: hundred and twenty feet. So it's like yeah, yep. a speed bump every ten feet.
0: <laughs> Oh, Muhammad Roslam Haroon admitted his mistakes of building so many speed bumps for a distance of less than 40 meters and creating an unnecessary hassle for other residents to get to the main road. Quote, police officers came to see me yesterday morning and asked me to remove all the speed bumps that I installed. 11. So... I hired a bulldozer operator to remove all the speed bumps on the street, including the two original ones. So there were (laughs) already two. (laughs) Oh, why did he do it? The case went viral on social media a few days ago after a man uploaded a picture of the, quote, new speed bumps on the street heading to his house, which he claimed to have been installed by his neighbor. Roslam said he he installed the... He's, yeah. He blamed
1: it on his neighbor for at first?
0: Yeah. No, this was a neighbor <laughs> blaming this guy. Oh, 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 okay. uh, yeah, the, this one dude posted the picture of like, maybe all 13 of them. Uh, so, Muhammad said he installed the speed bumps because he was often disturbed by the noise of vehicles using the street. The noises from cars and motorcycles are disrupting my sleep. I'm so stressed out, and I have other health issues. Actually, I wanted to make speed humps, but the asphalt hardened so quickly before they could be flattened, (laughs) causing them to become bumps that made the road inaccessible to all cars except four-wheel-drive vehicles. (laughs) So, So, because of the noise of traffic... He decided to slow them down and have them rev their engines 11 to 13 times while scraping the metal off the bottom of their car. Oh. Muhammad, I think you're the banana of the week, my friend. That's the banana of the week. And he made the—I love that he made them
1: so tall the cars couldn't even get over them. That's not even mentioned until very deep in the article.
0: Oh, God, well, you know, the Straits, the Straits time, Times aren't, they're not the number one newspaper in the world, but they get the job done. Um, <laughs> 11 speed bumps. It just, to, oh, God, it made me so happy. I was crying when I first read this. It's my kind of story. Oh, my God. It's, when How I they, was living like, in, yeah. When I was living in Atlanta, When I was 21, I moved to Atlanta to live with uh, the girls dating at the time. Her mother passed away unexpectedly of a heart attack. And I moved into her family home and helped her dad uh, renovate the home and fix up the basement because everybody decided they didn't want to live there, understandably. So I moved in to basically get it ready for sale. So I was there for about 13 months. Um, And while I was there... I had a little Corolla, had my little Toyota Corolla that I drove down there and I was working for Red Bull and waiting tables at a place called Huey's that's no longer there on, on Peachtree. And and uh, so it was a really stressful year. And to add to that stress, I parked in front of the house on the curb, uh, big, big neighborhood, big sidewalks. And I started to go to work in the mornings to wait brunch and I would find cracked eggs on my windshield, like um, chicken eggs, not like a bird's nest above it or something. And at first, I just thought it was like teenagers or something. And then it started to happen every single yeah. day. Every single morning, I would come out and have cracked eggs on my car. And like how many? One, two, three, never more than that. And they would usually be like on my windshield wipers as if they cracked on the window right above it. They were never really on the hood. They were always on the windows. Okay. And so it was super weird. And there was no illegal parking or anything um i mean in atlanta like in the middle of the city so we stayed up one night all night and sat in my girlfriend's room and watched at the window and her next door neighbor who was like an, a, a drunk uh, like a true alcoholic uh, attorney he had this very specific ford explorer two-door suv which is like the weirdest looking car you can imagine <laughs> and we watched him walk out in slippers and like Basketball shorts and a sweatshirt, walk over to my car, crack two eggs on the windshield wipers, and then walk back into his house. So I was livid. I was like, this is insane. I mean, first of all, I'm laughing hysterically because I can't believe what I'm seeing Yeah, And then I was like, I'm going to go say something to that guy. And they were like, don't. And then my girlfriend's dad and everybody was still very grieving. I mean, this is like months after their mom had passed away. They were like, we don't want any drama. We're selling this house. Don't say anything. And I'm like, we got to say something. And they're like, Scotty, please. So for (laughs) about six months, this guy cracked eggs on my car every single day or every single night. Uh, I think he would go home and just pound vodka out of like a smoothie king cup, and then get mad that my car was near his house, and then crack eggs on it. So we called the cops. We filed a police report. He went over. The guy was like, "I didn't do that." And the cop was like, "Hey, these guys are going through like they're they're grieving. Like, let's leave them alone." And the guy's like, "I'm very sorry. They've always been great neighbors to me. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me." And then we just recorded him. We've <laughs> 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 this guy just. This guy just got his kicks cracking eggs on my car. So I never did shit. I, um, I never retaliated. I respected their wishes. I, I ended up moving to New York where we met about a year later. Um, and then like six years later, my friend Misty is like, hey, come down. We're hanging out. I want you to meet my new husband, blah, blah, blah. So I go down to Atlanta. We're hanging out. She drives her husband to the airport. While they're uh, at the airport, I go, you know what? I'm going to swing by and just see if that guy still lives there. And he did. And I went to the Publix, and I bought five dozen eggs, and I cracked five dozen eggs on his windshield in one night and didn't <laughs> tell Missy, and then just drove back and then flew back to New York and 100% <laughs> retaliated, didn't leave a note, didn't leave anything. But like at like 9 p.m. on a whatever night, I just went over, bought him, turned him upside down, six at a time on his windshield, and then just sped slowly away into the night. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Was it actually was it actually 5? Was it actually 5 dozen?
0: It was 5 dozen eggs and it, the only reason I didn't get more is I was like uh, they're 99 cents for medium whatever egg. And I'm like, this is going to be the funniest amount of eggs. For some reason, I thought it was just funnier. I thought 60, 60 eggs was eggs. like the perfect amount of eggs.
1: So, Oh, it's the, it is the perfect um, amount of
0: eggs. I, I had to do it. It was the same car. It was the same house. I have, I'm sure the statute of limitations is up on it. But screw that guy. And uh, God, it made me so happy. I also
1: have to... Admire his commitment to every single night. Do you know what I mean? Like, there isn't... At that point, he can't feel rage. It can't be a, I'm so angry, I'm going to do this thing. It's more like I got to set a reminder for myself that I need to go crack three eggs on this guy's car windshield that I've never
0: met. Well, real alcoholics do that. And I'm sure people listening here that have dated or married or whatever, no alcoholics, related alcoholics, they get repetitive and they'll do the same thing. They'll tell you the same story and laugh at the same part every single day. And I think part right. of his it's what you're saying. I think his like drunken I think he would come home from work, start drinking, and then at some point his brain would be like, That that little Toyota is too close to my property line. And then his weird way of attacking was like just gently like cracking them as if you were just dropping them from five inches up. It was it was like watching the twilight zone happen and then I was emotionally on una- they were they said do not start drama and I said I agree but I got his ass back so Enjoy your omelet <laughs> buddy awesome. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right you want to hear one Buddy I would love it
1: This one is sent in by Aaron Tammy Thank, Thank you, Aaron, Aaron on Instagram. The uh, best. This is from CTV News. Don't you know we love this little CTV? Uh, we love it. Written by Nick Kermsey. Kermsey. Thanks, Kermsey. The Kermsey. Kermzilla. Woo! Best in the biz. Uh, best in is, the uh, biz. A New Zealand comedian made his firing. Made his firing. One of his bosses will never forget. Oh, I didn't give you the title. New Zealand. I and- don't mind. Me, New Zealand man <laughs> being fired brings clown along for emotional support.
0: Oh, genius! Uh, oh, yes. you—I knew you were going to love this. This is this is a Kurt special. That's a perfect headline.
1: I love it. So uh, basically he was having a there. They call them redundancy meetings. And, uh, you know, they're like they schedule a big meeting. He knew it was happening. So he hired (laughs) uh, sensing the bad news. Quote, I decided I'd need the best support person available. Oh, also in (laughs) New Zealand, in addition to penguins just being in fucking sushi uh, restaurants all the time. uh, It the they it says uh, that they were he was advised to bring a support person. Which is amazing. So like he's going to be fired, yeah. and they're like, bring a support person, yeah, a person just to like hold your hand while you get fired. It's just yeah. like New Zealand. You go you go above and beyond. Uh, yep. You sound like heaven. I want to yes. I want to live there. Yeah, me too. Um, okay. For anyone who hasn't been fired, what happens is they schedule a serious meeting and advise you to bring a support person. Yes. Uh, only in New Zealand, Jack. Uh, sensing the bad news, I decided I'd need the best support person available, so I spent 200 bucks to hire a clown. The clown named Joe accompanied Jack to the meeting as Jack's boss and an HR member let him know he was going to be losing his job. It Fantastic. was all right, Jack recounted to local radio station Magic <laughs> Talk on Friday. I mean, I did get fired, but apart from that, all smooth running. Joe the Clown made balloon animals as the meeting played out, making a unicorn and a poodle to help bolster Jack's spirits. He had to move <laughs> very slow because it was quite loud, Jack explained. So really, we're looking at a <laughs> $100 per balloon. Uh, oh, boy. Surprisingly, the firing seemingly went over well, with Jack saying that his boss thought the clown spiced up the meeting. Uh, quote. They could see the humor side of it. Again, he was two hundred dollars. So basically, he was. I assume one of the best clowns in Auckland. <laughs> so yes. they were getting sort of a free service of also getting the entertainment. Well, genius. We salute you. Power. That's move. a, that's that's a, a great power way move.
0: It. Oh my oh, gosh! Totally. Of course. And also, it, those kind of things are so embarrassing. It's like if he knew he was getting fired. If they knew he was getting fired, there comes a point where you just go. At this point in life, just send me a text message and, with, and email me the details. Like, It feels so embarrassing to be like, we're letting you go. But good for him for being like, I'm going to take the power into the situation, and I'm going to leave them wishing this personality had stayed.
1: I have been fired. I've been fired from two jobs. Really? Um, yeah, the first time was my first job. My first job was at Jersey Mike Sub's. Great. Um not the original store but oh, the second well, so store though. the second store they opened okay, in Wall, New Jersey. Good. And uh I was exactly 14 years old or was I yes. 12? Well, yes. however it was the youngest age you could be to Probably have a job I think I was 14. 12, yeah. Maybe 14. Oh Jesus. Um And I was just terrible. I was very bad at the job. Like, I couldn't handle it. And, uh, but my boss would just, my boss would smoke cigarettes and eat raw beef from like the trays that they would make like the hamburger patties out of. Um, Oh, God. And it was so disgusting. And I remember I tried to bum a cigarette off of him once because I smoked at that time. I started smoking when I was 10. And he gave me such a fucking lecture that to this day, I'm still angry about it. Like that, that smoke, like he fired me and I was like, well, can I have a cigarette? And he was just, yeah, he was furious that I asked him for a cigarette. I was like, you just (laughs) fired me. I was like, I don't you ever, ever start smoking. I wish I'd never started smoking.
0: Oh, boy. just
1: like, I was just like, I already smoked, pal. And you just fired me. <laughs> so just give me Yeah, my my mistake was and the reason I got fired was I it was like I took an order on the phone for like it was like 18 number 7s and it was supposed to be like 7 number 18s or whatever. Oh <laughs> and so boy. So they ended up making oh, like yeah. 18 subs of the wrong kind and then the person yeah. comes and then they have to scramble and make 18 subs really quickly. Uh, and this person is furious. And so, yeah, totally a fireable offense. Easy. Yeah,
0: easy. Not really. I mean, you're a kid. And also, if you were a good employee, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know, you just send all the employees home with a couple free subs at night. How much did they really lose? $20 in deli meat? Yeah. I hope when he fired you he was like, Get out of here, brown Oler, and never smoke and then you were all sad. He's like, Hey, come back here and then he just stuffed a little raw meat in your in your breast pocket <laughs> and said you're a good kid. <laughs> you're just nibbling it in your, Enjoy on your eating bicycle this raw on the raw hamburger ride. Hamburger <laughs> meat at home. <laughs> That's
1: this so raw good. like grade D hamburger meat.
0: <laughs> yeah. For for the meatballs. Oh, that is so gross. That I wonder if eating raw meat and then smoking cigarette gives you a slight barbecue sensation. Or also, if guys like that live to be a hundred and two. When I first yeah. moved to New York, there was like the oldest guy in New York was like a hundred and something, and they were like, "Well, what's your daily regimen?" And he goes, "I cook two pieces of white bread in." Pork fat. I used to use lard, but it wasn't fat enough. And then you could tell the journalist was like, but not for everyone. And But yeah, that guy just got up in the morning and then fried two paces of Wonder Bread in pork fat. And I'm like, he's a survivor, man. He's a survivor. God. I've you never been fired. fired. I've never been fired from anything... I've never been fired. My first job was at a place called Bilbo's Snowballs, and I never got paid, but I didn't get fired. Uh, the guy ended the up being some like wacko... The snowball's like ice with... Like an I think, look. Ice
1: with... Like snowball, like ice with right. stuff. With a flavor.
0: Yeah, in Maryland and New Orleans, they call them... Or in Louisiana, they call them snowballs. Everywhere else, it's like shaved ice or like a snow cone. But in Maryland, they've turned it into an art form. You can get it with squirts of chocolate. You can get it with splats of creamy marshmallow um a lot of kids get it rainbow flavor i'd like spearmint or skylight was always my favorite um but yeah i worked like every skylight skylight's a light blue it's like a delicious light oh i guess it's probably akin to like uh a blueberry that uh all right is passed to you from the lips of Rihanna. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> Skylight is the, the prince of snowball flavors. Um, but yeah, I worked the entire summer at 13 off the books. I was supposed to get $5 an hour. I got $0 an hour. I was there for about six weeks before my dad was finally like, did they ever pay you for that? And I was like, no. So then my dad showed up and was like, you got to pay him. And he's like, oh, I've been giving him free food every day. And then I think he handed my dad like $50 bill and that was that. But I worked like an entire summer running a business, pretty busy, very underage. And uh, yeah, you know, so I know, I know the, uh, <laughs> I know the, how it feels to earn an honest dollar uh, for 290 hours of work to make that sweet $50 bill and a couple pit for beef sandwiches. For five bucks too. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. I, I have one that I think you're going to like, Kurt. All right. This was sent in by Lolo Kelleher. I'm going Lolo Kelleher. I got some tough Instagram names. Lolo, I'm sorry if I butchered the Kelleher, but that's what it looks like. It was written by the one and only Yarun Steinbuch. Yarun, you did it again. Best Wife. It Yeah, he might not be. Uh, Or she. I don't know what this name is. I apologize. We're going to say this writer is the best in the biz. Wife reportedly stabs husband after confusion over old pics of them having sex. Okay. So, (laughs) this one's great. I actually do really love this story. A Mexican woman flew into a rage and stabbed her husband when she found what she thought were snaps of him on his phone having sex with another woman, who happened to be her when they were dating years ago. (laughs) Oh, man. Police responded last week to reports of a domestic dispute in the couple's home in Sonora, Mexico, where they discovered the man with multiple stab wounds in his arms and legs, so she wasn't going for the kill shot. I mean, she still loves this guy. Yeah. His wife, identified as uh, Lenora, reportedly went ballistic when she found the explicit photos on his phone showing him having sex with who she thought was another woman without asking about the photos. Lenora allegedly began attacking her shocked husband, named Juan, who finally wrestled the knife from her hands and asked what set her off. I mean, what a (laughs) nice guy. I would have gotten in my car and just driven to Canada. Um, Juan then told Lenora that the woman she thought he had been cheating on was actually her years ago when they were just dating. His wife apparently did not recognize herself because she was younger, thinner, and had makeup on, according to the report. Juan, who is expected to recover from the injuries... Told investigators he told uh, that he told his jealous wife that he had recently found the old photos in an old email and had transferred them to his phone. Lenora was arrested (laughs) and remains behind bars, but charges are pending. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Wait. Wait. So he
1: did charge her? That's the craziest part. I don't know the penny, laws so we don't in Mexico, know.
0: but uh, yeah, police were called. So who knows? But yes, yeah, so she saw their old sex pics and thought he was having an affair. And before asking questions, just grabbed that knife and looked at those arms and legs and just went for wands. <laughs> I love a I love a woman of decisive
1: action. Do you know what I mean? Me too. She, Me too. It just it's like go for it. We'll figure it out later. It makes. She makes a choice. She makes a bold
0: choice. She yeah. lives boldly. I hope she gets out of jail. Me too. And also, it's a good argument framed. for not having a gun in the home. A great argument for not having okay. a gun in the home. He, Juan, would be, uh, Juan would be Juan would uh, be Swiss cheese if we uh, if this had happened. But yeah, I I really love that idea. There's a lot of steps. This also means she was either using his phone or checking his phone. This also means that Juan. Um, still has that fire burning and we know Lenore does. We know that that spark is still in that marriage. If you <laughs> If you just start stabbing, you got love in your heart and a fire in your loins. I it's still to this day. Like I haven't
1: had anything suspicious on my phone. Yeah. Like in 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Yes, of course not. Like of course. I'm, you know, and it still makes me so nervous when Lauren picks up my phone. <laughs> like, yes, it's phones like can be time bombs. Like yes. The phone is just such a... It's just such... You don't... It's so personal. Um, and I'm not doing anything bad, but I still have not. that like, that. Like, oh no. And then I'm like, it's fine. There's nothing bad. There's nothing but the bad. relief
0: of not having something trumps it. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but... <clears throat> Um, I cheated once uh, in school. Uh, in what? In, in college or high school? In fourth grade. In it, was fourth grade? <laughs> it, it was a spelling test. It was a spelling test. Oh,
1: you mean you cheated at school. Oh, I thought you meant you cheated on a girlfriend. Oh, no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, 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 That would be, that would just be, that would go against core principles. I was in school, uh, and it might have been even younger than fourth grade, and it was pluralizing words that end with F. So maybe it was second grade. I don't know. But it was like knife becomes knives, and wife becomes wives, and thief becomes thieves. And I didn't know, and I didn't study, and I got a 10 because I got one right. And, And the teacher knew uh, that I had cheated on uh, the next test because I got everything right. And so at the end of the day, she was like, "Uh, I have two identical tests. I know two of you cheated. If you are that person, stay after class. And my heart fell out of my butt and my stomach dropped and I knew I was busted and I was a little kid and she was a former nun because I was a Catholic school kid. And uh, Miss Petrie uh grilled me and was like i'm not going to call your parents but i am giving you a zero and you are you need to pray on this and and it it devastated me that feeling was that guilt was so bad then like two months later i studied i'd done everything i did it and she goes i know two of you cheated on the test i want you to." and i did it and i had been and the feeling the elation the pure joy of not being the person in the hot seat that was about to get reamed, that was about to get in trouble, that feeling has stuck with me my whole entire life, where when <laughs> you know that your wife can take your phone and you are scot-free, yeah. holy, that joy trumps any, any of the joy of having a picture of uh, something lascivious on your phone. Yes, it's, I agree. I with agree 100%. Yeah, best feeling in the world.
1: It is strange, always how the nuns and the former nuns—oh yeah—were the meanest. I've met uh, like—I remember they would smack people's hands. This is like uh, third grade, third oh, yeah. grade, and we would ha- our hands would get smashed with a ruler in nineteen 19- in the nineteen eighties. Like yeah. it's so fucking crazy. They were and it was just dumb. like a. Yeah, it was just like a nun who was just fucking angry all the time. And I agree. Like, what is what is this system that we're encouraging that like this oh, is yeah. a spiritual this is supposed to be a spiritual person. They're just yeah. so
0: pent up and angry taking it out on third graders. Yeah, you get it though. It's like um and we're not I bet we have I bet we have at least one nun that listens to the podcast. We're not coming down there's,
1: oh no, there's my thousands of
0: wonderful women that are nuns that do such Not terrible to to work cities. and do such greatness and have the kindest souls in the world. But the ones that leave and join the East Coast archdiocese parochial <laughs> schools are um, dangerous, violent <laughs> people. And <laughs> when you watch documentaries like <laughs> The Vow and you see how people fall in line and then they're just like, it's this way or no way at all, you go... Yeah, I think that one taught me a uh, religion class in 1995, and um, <laughs> when I rolled my eyes, she threw something at me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's a, not the best right, person. I, hit me up with what will be our grand finale. Uh, this is from
1: KTVB.com, sent in by Kendra Kundick. Thank you, Great Kendra.
0: Thank you, Kendra. Uh,
1: This was written by KTVB staff. God, what a staff. uh, So this is Idaho's 2020 rejected personalized license plates.
0: Okay, great. Um, Oh, Kurt, before you jump in on this, they do the potato drop at New Year's Eve, and one of our bananas wrote to me and suggested that you host next year's Boise, Idaho potato drop New Year's potato countdown, and I think we should try to do it. Oh my God, that would be amazing! I'm in. We'll stay in the potato hotel, and I'll write. We'll write together, and we'll get you, and we'll do the countdown in front of the Capitol, where they drop a giant potato to ring <laughs> it. I, I'm totally serious. Let's do it. Let's try to figure out how to do this. I love it. I love it. I'm sure the
1: people of Idaho will want two people who have nothing to do with, <laughs> with Idaho to to, to host.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, true.
1: So these are all the uh, like rejected license plates. And first off, as a person, I hate vanity license plates so much. I do you really know why? Think that they are the dumbest. I just because uh, there's very rare ones that are truly funny, right? Um, and it always just does seem like it's just like, oh, this is the. It's not about being dorky. It's just about like like I, I don't know. It's like this uh, this personalization of the automobile that like I like a, 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 a like the worst attempt at uniqueness. Um, oh, I see. That's that right. like I don't know why it makes me angry, but these are some of the ones that got rejected. Okay, uh, I want to hear them. A, a tons of oh shit o like 0-O-S-H-T-T, <laughs> and then yeah. variations of that. Uh, zero, zero, okay. O-O, uh, so a bunch of O-shits. Uh, one okay. badass, um, like number one badass. That should be um, legal.
0: I'll, I'm going to also start arguing. As you do these, I'm going to say should be okay, should not be okay. Should be okay. Um, one badass. A, a child can understand the word ass, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this one's actually pretty good.
1: Uh and futz.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: N K N F U T Z. So, you know, fine. like someone goes through and like looks at all these and like, yeah, it, like makes the them saddest illegal. Bitchin' 79, the world. a boobaroo. Oh, instead
0: of a Subaru, a
1: boobaroo. <laughs> but that's funny. That's so weird.
0: What's that's wrong so with boobs? So Let them <laughs> slang. Free the nipple.
1: <laughs> uh, dirty hoe. Damn it. Cox. Bronco. M- Wait, murder, Bronco? Mur- why would Mutter, Bronco be spelled weird? Yeah, I don't know why Bronco
0: B R O N B R L N C H O. Boise State University are the Broncos. Why would Bronco? Was it a ha- was it an O J Simpson Ford Bronco or something? Uh, I have no idea. That's uh, so insane. D-
1: <laughs> Duty with 3 O's? <laughs> See, there's Duty no way with 3 O's. That's very funny.
0: You have to let that through. Idaho, get it together. Uh D's nuts. Uh Stupid Boring. Ass man,
1: but A5N4N. Uh fuck I mean, with a P H O Q.
0: Hey, that could be a that could be somebody. Let that one through. If a five-year-old I, can't one. understand it, let it happen. That's what I say.
1: Idahomo. Uh, which I'm surprised that they're allowed to not allow that. That you know what I mean? Like you should be they should be able to. You, if you're if you yeah, want if your life, us like say Idahomo.
0: If that's yeah, a gay that's person. Obviously, a gay
1: person who wants Idahomo. <laughs> Be proud. Let them fly. <laughs> Another thing, um, yeah. camel toe tw. Oh my god! Multiple camel toes spelt different ways. Very strange.
0: wow. Wow, that's really but, funny. And why would you want that on your car? <laughs> That's not like that. Has nothing to do with cart. You think we have nothing to do with the Idaho potato drop? What does camel toe have to do with any brand of car? I
1: bet you. I bet you. I bet you. It's a dude, and I bet you it's a tow truck.
0: Oh, damn! You're good, Kurt. Um, you're mind blowing.
1: <laughs> so I know. So I. The reason I know that there's like like the there's like a specific person who goes and bans these things is my sure. friend in college uh jamie who is i've never spoken about him fascinating man absolutely fascinating must be like a genius level brain that then was just applied to the crazy doing the craziest shit like he for a little while he was just he was doing comics and then selling them on the train and that's how he made a living but he would dress up as a suit he lived in a van Dressed up in a suit with a little uh, briefcase, and then in uh-huh. the briefcase he had his comic books that were like okay. little, like maybe like three inch by three inch. They I think he sold them for a dollar each.
0: Like zine. Like on the little subway. zine type of things.
1: But no, but they're straight up comic books. Like one oh, cool. single panel comic books about
0: cats. Oh um, gotcha.
1: and he would sell them on the street and in the subway and totally made a living. And I was just like, yes, like you've you've found exactly where you can exist. Got it. He also did another thing where we, we went away on vacation, my girlfriend and I. We asked him to watch our house or like stay in our apartment because he lived right. in a van. Um, sure. And so he stayed in our apartment, and we had a cat, his cat. Okay. And uh, while we were gone, we came back seven days later from our vacation, and right. he had just gotten us another cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just went Without- for it.
1: Without asking us, and was like, "You have a, I got your cat. I just couldn't resist. This cat was here, and this cat hated our cat, and this cat oh, peed all on. over the house constantly. So for a year, we had a falling out over this. Actually, for a year, uh we like had to like live with our apartment. Cut whenever we would leave the house, we would have to put tarps down over uh, the entire living room. No. Oh and then gosh. we would come back and the cat would have peed on the tarp. And then we would like take the tarp and like dump it into the toilet.
0: And what um, an aroma. What a pleasant thing to oh, come home so, to after so life on the road.
1: Awful. But it was such a crazy thing to do to just get somebody a cat without asking them.
0: Yeah, um, that's huge.
1: And then, anyway, so then we had a huge falling out over that because I was like, you can't, I, we had to get rid of the cats. We had to, like, give the cat away to somebody else. And he was like, oh you didn't God. try hard enough to make them, like, live together. And I was like, okay. what are you talking about? Like, you, can't, <laughs> you, can't tell, you can't give me a cat against my will and then tell me I'm not taking care of it properly. Yes, uh, I see
0: a problem But he
1: had, he had a license plate that was called okay. that was Dr. At-Sab. D-R space A-T-S-A-B. Which totally seems like he would get away with it. Because it's just bastard backwards. Which is like strange that he wants a license plate that says bastard.
0: Sure, go for it.
1: But, uh, so he wouldn't change it. So he got a letter in the mail saying, we have determined that your license plate is obscene. Uh, You have to change it. Put these license... They sent him license plates that he had to put on. Yeah. And he didn't. And he refused to.
0: Okay.
1: either because of a parking issue or because of this problem with the thing uh, they impounded his car amazing. and then his car was impounded and it was four hundred dollars to get out he didn't have four hundred dollars so he uh, he went and found where it was he saw it it had been like put on one of those elevators you know how they have those yeah. like they bring the car up just like maybe eight feet and they park another car underneath it right sure so he, So he found his car, he had another key to the car, he uh he like made the plan and everything, and then at night jumped the fence with oh my god uh pieces of wood and then put pieces of
0: wood Oh my god, no put pieces of
1: wood underneath the thing and then tried to drive his car off of it onto these pieces of wood. Yes. And it just, you know, it just fell. Oh, it didn't work? Oh, it didn't no, work. It did. <laughs> oh, really? I think that he got away, though. didn't work. I think he got away, though. Um, obviously, yeah, he wasn't arrested for it. But My the, that's God. like how he is. Like, he would just be like, this is a Amazing. problem. I'm going to solve it. And, like, I will do anything to solve this problem.
0: And I really oh, boy. All for vanity plate. I hope he's doing well out there just giving people animals that live for 15 years that they don't want and uh, (laughs) just destroying his own property over principles. Uh, We need those people. I saw one license plate once that was DMX-69, and I laughed so hard that somebody was like, you know what, I'm going DMX-69, and then California was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, that's going to be... <laughs> it wasn't DMX driving the car either. It was, uh, that Prius was not driven by DMX. So He just loves, he loves
1: DMX and 69ing that much. And that he's he always wanted to... to 69. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That's what I think stupid about it. That it's like you need to choose one thing that you need to tell everyone yeah. on the street about yourself. Yep. That I find inherently stupid.
0: Okay, um, I'm. I'm gonna back you up on this because I don't have any opinion on it. But I also feel like I've never seen one that uh, has ever made me be like, "Great decision, you're doing great." But I could say that about a lot of things.
1: Yeah, I hear that. Well, Scotty, we're at the end again.
0: Yep. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Curtie B. Do you
1: want to plug anything?
0: Go. See I don't want to plug anything. Live. Uh, Thank you to Katie Levine Thank you to Lisa Magid Our intern Thank you to Exactly Right And Karen and George Our benevolent overlords And thank you to all our bananimals Bananas Bananas This has been an Exactly Right production
1: Produced and engineered by Katie
0: Levine Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard you can follow us on Instagram at TheBananasPodcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts,
1: Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast.
0: And if you're interested in advertising on bananas, please email us at TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com. That's TheBananasPodcast at gmail.com.